Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, you are in store for another episode of Game Chat with Tom and Lucas. I'm Lucas, this is Tom, and uh, how are we doing, Tom? How's it going? You know, we're doing pretty good, my friend. We're doing pretty good. Getting through the week, working hard. Have been. I'm excited. I'm going golfing in a few hours. Hopefully, the golf will not be cut short by the elements, which is looking like what's going to happen. But, you know, in the meantime, been playing a bunch of new games, reading about some gaming news, doing it up. How about you, man? How's, how's student life treating you? Uh, student light is uh, very studious and uh, and time consuming. One would imagine. So, uh, but you know we're getting through it. Almost uh, halfway done with this here fall term, and then I'll have uh, you know a month off to do some shenanigans and you know get up to no good. So just got to uh, stick with it. And uh, hey, if your golfing gets interrupted due to weather conditions. Maybe you just, uh, you know, pop in a little golf story. Yeah, I mean, it'll always be sunny in golf story unless you're in the snowy world. But, you know, they don't have to worry about real world elements. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the benefits of uh, virtual sports games. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, uh, what you've been uh, what you've been seeing, what you've been playing, anything out there in the news lately that's caught your eye? I know you haven't had much time. And when you do have time, it's devoted to diving back into the lands between. But uh, anything else you've been up to, homie? Anything you see? Well, it is now all but uh, confirmed that uh, an Elden Ring will have a DLC. Okay. But we just don't know when and where. It's assumed to be pretty soon. And the reason it's uh, all but guaranteed is that the latest update... I guess, you know, people that are going into, like, gamer files and whatnot, like the nitty-gritty, found things that are correlated to, uh, like, map codings that are not in the base game, which would indicate, like, a new map is uh, somewhere. So, oh, okay. I see. Like, a new map entirely? Well, something that would be... Uh, like, it might just be, like, the, like the uh, one of the underground sections. Oh, okay. like I something see. that is correlated to, you know, like something that would require like a map piece. You know? Okay. Yeah. A, you know, a, a a decently chunked area, but yeah, we're not talking like a new a new area. I get yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. That so, makes more sense. I thought you meant like an entirely new map, and I was like, that map is already three <laughs> maps put together. I don't know how they're gonna do that, but okay. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past uh, From Software to pull some shit like that. Just to really give you the most bang for your buck. Oh, I mean, they already basically put Dark Souls 3 into the underground portion of that game. Or Dark Souls 4. Yeah. Dark Souls 4. It's a bad game anyway. You know, Dark Souls cares? 4? <laughs> Elden Ring. All Boy. the games. Who cares? Fans of the show, please uh, rally against Tom for for this take that he he now does every show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to put the energy out there that this is not game of the year quality, and uh, yeah, that's why I'm putting that energy out there. We we should make a bet uh, sometime soon. And oh, I we will, will be. Uh, I will, will reap be. the benefits once uh, Elden Ring gets all the awards. Once they drop those nominations for the Game Awards, you know, we're going to be getting into some Game Awards-based content here on Game Chat. Uh, you know, we'll be probably live streaming along or at least watching along with the awards out there, making wagers and bets on who will win uh, what awards as we have been doing the past couple of years. So might as well make a big eventized thing out of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what game you should try out, though? Now that you're a student once again and have little little precious time, uh, and I think you'll really like it. Have you heard of Marvel's Snap? <laughs> no, Tom, I'm not playing Marvel's Snap. Why? <laughs> it's so much fun. It is addicting. It is very addicting. I will say that, folks. This game came out uh, literally. I think this week it finally dropped. Um, free to play mobile game. If you're a fan of card games, which I know Lucas is, and deck building, uh, then this is the game for you. 
each game is only six turns and like uh, i like the games each game is designed to run like max like five minutes so you're in you're out you're you're unlocking new cards new variants of cards you're building cool decks you're kicking ass i'm unstoppable in this game i have maybe lost like three times you could be hopping in there they don't really have like a any sort of like guild system or way to play with your friends in any way so maybe that'll come in future content from the marvel snap team but i think you'd you'd really like this game have you like looked into it like at all uh i knew it was a card based marvel game for your phone but uh you know, I, I, it was, it was hard enough for me to delete two uh, K off of my <laughs> That's iPad. Fair. That's fair. If you get into this game, it might tank your, uh, <laughs> tank your yeah. grades. Like my phone, just quickly. having access to the internet has proved to be like problem enough. But uh, <laughs> hey, you know, we're like six weeks out from uh, having that break, so maybe I'll give it a go at uh, some point this year. Yeah, man, that's a game you could get into. A game you shouldn't get into apparently is Gotham Knights. Not to like switch switch other switch to other games in the news, but uh, that apparently is not good. And I really was hoping it would be good because maybe you know over the break we could get some like multiplayer, you know, Robin Nightwing action going. But apparently that game's trash. So is it trash or people were just uh, annoyed that it was like not sixty frames? Well, I mean, I know that came out recently, and then like people were canceling the pre-orders. The reviews across the board, well, along with like those performance issues and the the weird like development choices they make, I hear it's just not fun. Like it's not great. Like the story's okay enough to get people interested, I guess, but it just sounds like it's a pretty like mid game at best, which is a shame considering you know the like the arkham games being so successful across the board it is sad to see that this um i don't know it just doesn't sound like they really know what they want to be like they're jumping around doing a lot of different things with the different characters where like it's it's becoming more harmful than it should be like benefiting the game you know sites have called it a content checklist uh, accusing it, quote, of not knowing what it wants to be. NPR said for all its potential, it, the game falls flat. IGN gave it a 5 out of 10, which is wild because it's a huge, giant AAA game that just, usually you don't see these, right? Usually, like, even the, like, not great ones are getting, like, 6s and 7s in that range, but this is just getting 4s and 5s, like, across the board. So, makes me sad, man. Makes me sad as a huge Batman fan. Is the deal with that game like you're just playing as all of uh, Batman's like side pieces? Yeah, basically Batman died and wow. you and you have Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing and Red Hood like picking up the pieces to fight against the villains in Gotham. And um I guess it just doesn't hit. It just doesn't hit. Some of these like like some of these yeah like games radar says compelling game in gotham knights hidden away behind a messy ux needless crafting and customization systems combat mechanics that have been stretched paper thin to accommodate the four heroes it just like it seems like across the board they just can't get it right which is a shame they also like had weird writing and dialogue choices and music choices like you'll be able to find it out there there's a clip of them using like a weird remix of uh living la vida loca in a big fight scene uh and it just doesn't seem to work the best <laughs> but you know maybe maybe the the next one will get it right from the actual arkham developers that suicide squad kills the justice league one that'll be cool when is that kind of i don't know I forgot. <laughs> we might be right, we might be waiting a while. For then. in in a while, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of games lately coming out and uh a lot of big games just not meeting the cut. Gotham Knights, Overwatch 2. At the end of the day, you know, 
you just got to turn back to Marvel Snap and realize the greatness that they put into this wonderful game and just uh, really level up them decks and collect them variants, folks. This is going to become a Marvel Snap podcast <laughs> in the future. We're going to stop talking about Elden Ring, God of War, the big ticket games that you all care about, and we're going to really lean into Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap and real-life golfing will be the only two topics covered a game that's uh, probably not going to be a massive disappointment is god of war ragnarok and uh we are just about a week away or no i'm sorry two weeks away from its uh, release on november 9th a lot of people hyped for this game a lot of people are very excited to find out what happens next for Kratos and Boy in uh, the stellar story crafted by Santa Monica in the first game? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm very pumped for this game. Already got the pre-order. You know, I'll come home from my Las Vegas trip filled with gambling and alcohol and uh, really just conquer the Nine Realms with my boy and my talking head, you know? that is uh that is one of the things we might be going we might have access to all nine realms in uh in this iteration whereas the first game i believe was um was just five so but that's you know a lot of uh speculation and predictions about what we will and won't be able to uh do or have in uh said games so we wanted to kind of get you all hyped by giving our thoughts and predictions on pretty much anything important involving the game, whether that be story, uh, gameplay, or, uh, you know, just whatever else we can think of. Mm -hmm. But do you want to, um, what should we touch upon first, Tom? Well, I guess before we really dive, you know, into our, not, not our preview, but our hype levels, our, our predictions, our whatnots. Um, one thing I'm very excited for is to just see how the PS5 really like takes it up a notch with this game. You know, the the biggest thing about the PS5 is all these like next gen enhancements, be it performance, immersiveness, what have you, that really try to uh, like do just that, immerse you into the game more. So I I have like all the things, you know, I got like the the 3D pulse wireless headset to capture the 3D audio. So I'm excited to see how they use that. I've been very impressed with the PS5 exclusive games that I've played so far that have done that. Um, same with the haptics on the DualSense, right? Like, for example, I played Ration Clank, a Rift in Time or Rift Apart, Rift in Time. Can't remember the name of that <laughs> title off the top of my head. Um, great game from Insomniac, but that was, I think, one of the few, like, purely PS5 exclusive games I've played, and they did great in that area, right? The sounds, spectacular, wearing the headset, it was my preferred way to play always, and the things they did on the controllers with the triggers, um, just for every different gun you might have and shoot everything felt different same when you were playing like astrobot rescue mission whatever the 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 tech demo that comes with it right with the ps5 that was crazy too so granted this game is also coming out on ps4 but you know they keep talking about how the like they are built they have built this game with the PS5 features in mind. So I'm really excited to see like not only the upped frame rate and resolution on the PS5 on a 4K TV, but I'm also excited to feel what that Leviathan axe is going to feel like when I throw it, bring it back, plunge it into the neck of some squirrely monster. You know, I really want to like, I really want to feel Thor's head cave in when I split it with my axe. I really am just excited to see what the PS5 is going to be able to do to really like crank it up an extra mile for this game. What do you think? Do you think it's going to do you think it's going to take full advantage or do you think it's going to be a little kind of cheap gimmicky, not really all there just because it is also being developed with the PS4 in mind? Uh yeah, I'm leaning towards the latter. Uh mm-hmm. not that it'll be like gimmicky, but I think they might not put as uh, as much focus into it 
as they could just because uh you know they are making it for ps4 to support those uh you know loyal patrons that got the uh game the first go around so might not see uh them dive fully in as uh as much as they could from a report published on PlayStation blog about two days ago, the hands-on gameplay report, right? They say specifically regarding the haptic immersion that, quote, Santa Monica Studio has taken full advantage of the DualSense's wireless controller haptics. One sequence involves dog sledding away from a violent avalanche. The DualSense controller's haptics thumbed, thrummed, not thumbed, thrummed, in their hands, conveying both a deep rumble of rushing land and lighter clumps of snow tumbling about, and in combat, the Leviathan Axe punts an, packs an extra visceral, visceral punch. I can't read. And when the boomerang weapon is recalled, the haptics gradually swell until the... Oh, that actually sounds cool. So it sounds like the haptics are going to like do some cool shit and then like pop once you get the axe back. I just like that was like one of the most satisfying parts about the original game is just like calling throwing the axe calling it back to you. So like if they can somehow make that even cooler, like I am all in baby. The only game that might do better in its use of haptics is uh Sonic Frontiers that is going to come out a day before, but we'll see. That one's going to be hard to beat. Axe throw and recall was something that uh, on my first playthrough I, I almost used exclusively for the first like two hours on uh, the Give Me God Award difficulty. Just tossing? Just, yeah, just because it's like anytime someone would get close to me, it was just like I would just die as, you know. But um, I have heard that it's very, uh, combat is very uh, similar to the first one, at least in terms of like mechanics. So. Uh, and obviously we'll start out with the Blades of Chaos uh, instead of getting them halfway through the game. So I don't expect mm-hmm. uh, to have as much trouble in the beginning as I did with the first game. But um, oh, I lost my train of thought, Tom. Well, speaking of the combat, my... speaking of the combat, you know, other than just like having the blades like from the get go, what are some of the things that you're excited for to get into with these new combat? Like oh. options that we've seen so far yeah that was the other thing i wanted to mention so uh one of the uh things not complaints but things i noticed with the first game is you use the shield like a shit ton uh at the beginning because you just have the axe as your primary weapon and any enemy that is uh ice or frost based the axe doesn't do anything against so you're forced to you know use your shield and like uh hand hand to hand skills so you know that's great the beginning but once you get the blades of chaos like aside from like parrying the shield you basically just don't use anymore because the blades are much more effective against those types of enemies but i have seen that for this game there will be multiple shields and not just like skins but different kinds of shields that do offer different combat advantages yeah Uh, i think that's a great decision just because it puts more emphasis on uh you know the shield itself and you know what what kind you're using what you can do with it so that i'm looking forward to because uh yeah the first the first game unless you pre-ordered it uh you don't get any new skins until like the end of the game (laughs) For the shield, you're saying? Yeah, it was just you run the same shield the whole time, and then uh, and then you get like two skins at the end. Weird. I had no idea that was the case. Yeah, because you pre-ordered it, so I think you came, you started out with like two or three that you could just like cycle between at your leisure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it'll be interesting to see. Like right coming right here, also from that blog post, it says Kratos's guardian shield is damaged during battle. Brock offers to craft an additional defense while he works on repairs. And you can, like you said, pick from these new different shields, either like the Stonewall shield right off the bat, which is specialized for soaking up attacks and striking back, and the Dauntless shield, which is more about like the high-risk, high-reward parries and whatnot. And like I imagine you'll be able to craft and pick a lot of different shields going through, but it is interesting to see that they're putting a lot more in to try to like just give you that freedom of choice and that like different play style that 
I imagine a lot more people are looking for. Not that, you know, the first game didn't really have a lot of combat options. It did for sure, but I'm excited to see how they'll, you know, put more into it. Like, specifically this, like, uh, Dauntless Shield sounds right up your alley with the parrying and the dodging uh, mechanics. Very uh, from software of them, I'd say. Yeah, they're actually uh, one of the stats I think that like armor uh, can have is like stun based. So you can actually build uh, like make a combat style that's centered around like parrying and like building up an enemy stun meter. Mm-hmm. which wasn't really a thing like you could always build up a stun meter but that was there weren't like stats specific to increasing that it was pretty much just like yeah you have to punch them a lot uh or use the uh shock arrows but i think that's a good decision uh as you know some like just another playable option for people to uh mm-hmm. you know have, have even more like combat variety speaking of like a atreus and the shock arrows like that's gonna be one of my like biggest things that i'm looking to see like what they do with in god of war ragnarok because if you ask me i think like easily the lamest part in the combat within the first one was atreus and his arrows um i like i was not really good with the like you know you could equip his different summons and whatnot throw some wolves at some baddies and some trolls and have them stampede around the valkyries to stun them and whatnot but like other than that it was usually just me like spamming square like to try to get these arrows off against people and like i don't know i need more from that that isn't just button mashing to have boy do a thing like i i like I need a little more variety and I need a little more for Atreus to do in this. And it sounds like he's going to be. It sounds like he's going to be like a lot more magical and animal based with the stuff he's doing in his arrows. So, you know, I like as boy grows, I hope his abilities also grow. And I and I want to see that like highlighted in this game. Yeah, I think his uh, whatever his like skill tree looks like is is going to be pretty important i could see them doing something like whereas in the first game the armor he had equipped kind of determined uh not necessarily his move set but just things that he would lean more towards in combat whereas if they take those you know like nine or ten things and just make that like oh you can just unlock that like for him and then regardless of the armor like he can do all that stuff yeah Um, i say you know give him as much as as he can like as he can as he can possibly do just to farther uh you know again more more combat options absolutely yeah it sounds like he's gonna get some cool new arrows and stuff too like i'm reading here on that blog uh, that blog post with the preview talks about him getting like sonic arrows and whatnot oh Uh, yeah i have heard about those clearly uh ripping it off from the soon-to-be award-winning title (laughs) sonic frontiers that'll come out just a day before uh, trying to get in on that Sonic the Hedgehog hype, but you know, we'll see how it turns out. I think I think they mean more like like supersonic or subsonic. Like you're creating like a uh, is and it's like a gravitational like well. Nah. Like they like levitate the enemies and then they come crashing down. But uh, but hey, maybe I don't know. Maybe it is just a Sonic reference. I think it will be for sure um aside from the like clearly obvious like combat and you know gameplay based upgrades that will be coming in here you know what what else has got you excited Uh, like we can dive into the story in a little bit but like is there anything out there that you're really really looking for from this game like what's going to shake it up for you what's going to be the thing you think is like really cool for Um, for me it's it's enemy variety hopefully but you know that I, I imagine that'll come with the ability to ex- explore all the different realms anyway yeah i think re- yeah the um the option to have more side content i think which hopefully we'll you know we will get from having additional realms to explore um but i think that is something i could see them leaning into just because 
you know, everyone was predicting originally that this was going to be a trilogy of games, and we have now learned that this is the final game in the, uh, I don't know, what do you call it, a du- duop- duopoly? What, what is, what is, what's the, what's the uh, word for se- that? A sequel? I no, but like the games together is called, like three ga- three of something is a trilogy, I don't know what two of something is called, but uh <laughs> But yeah, so this is it. This is the the finale here. So I could see them just in terms of getting as much content into it as possible is just adding a bunch of side stuff to do. So that's you know what I'm looking towards. I really enjoyed all of like the side quests in the first game. So mm-hmm. uh and it's just more things to fight, you know? So uh I could see I could see them going into that a lot and then with that we'll get a lot of uh you know, hopeful enemy variety from the like trailers and gameplay they've already released. Like I have seen a lot of different types of enemies that weren't available in the first go around. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was definitely looked like you were fighting in Muselheim. So I don't think the trials are going to be a, th- a thing. Like you're going to just get full access, hopefully to yeah. a large chunk of that area. That would be nice that we don't just have to keep climbing up the same friggin' mountain again. <laughs> also and again i realize i keep pulling from the same source but i found like this has been out of all of the different outlets who have been writing previews i feel like this one is pretty extensive but again from the playstation blog regarding exploration and side quests uh fans who adore turning over every stone in the realm can rest assured that exploration is abundant and rewarded in the sequel while venturing through a charming yet uninviting dwarven town, Kratos and Boy cross paths with a dwarf who has history with Mimir the Talking Head. Uh, the dwarf mentions mining rigs that Mimir once championed have caused a mess in these lands. If players choose to pursue this favor, they can correct Mimir's past wrongs for reward. And later, while navigating a canoe across a vast, brilliant blue lake, you spot pillars of black smoke billowing from these mines. You know, so it sounds like similar to the first game, quests you pursue, and uh, I feel like side quests are going to be a lot more um, abundant and like apparent in this. They will directly, seemingly affect the environment around you uh, and change things up, similar to how like when you blew up that statue of Thor, like pretty early on in the first game, right? Like that was that statue was blown up moving forward you know a lot of a lot of the big environment changes happened as a result of like the main quests in that mm-hmm. game but it seems like the side quests will drastically shape up shake up the realms too which i'm excited to see as well yeah i think uh something that people might not be considering is the fact that one of the main like subplots of the first game was that because the valkyries were trapped like all the undead were, you know, like causing havoc. And that's why you don't run into any other characters aside from Brock and Sindri. Uh, but, you know, assuming you took up the challenge of uh, killing all the Valkyries and uh, Seagrun, that is technically fixed. So, Tom, you look perplexed. How, like, oh. Because you freed them. Yes. Okay. Right? So I there see was, what you. Yeah. I see what you mean in that case. There yeah. was no, um, like, really interesting that that was not a story beat, really. Uh, but you just got all of that info info through Mimir and through like seeking out the Valkyries on your own. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the reason that, like, whatever. I don't remember what they called it, but, um, but yeah, that's why like all the undead were like causing problems and were like the main enemies that you would fight, like. In the beginning of the game for but sure that is supposedly fixed because you you know freed all the valkyries but i don't know how they're going to balance that with like thimble winter like i don't know if the condition like that those conditions are worse than the undead but assuming they're not uh worse then uh, yeah i think we could see a lot more like npcs and just interacting with quests that way rather than all of our side quests were from the same two guys in the first game because there was just nobody around that's but, true yeah uh that's yeah a good point so i think that could be you know a great benefit is just to like them introducing a new npc like right off the bat in the first like couple minutes is, is i think a good sign that we're going to get a lot of those 
Yeah. I'm excited to see just like more characters in general in this game, you know, and we'll we'll kind of parlay into a little bit of a discussion about the story and how the plot might go. But like the first game, you know, I've I've seen it compared to almost like a stage play, like a production in that aspect. Right. Because there are so few characters, you know, the world you're in is vibrant and lively, but also like almost eerily empty to a degree you know what i'm saying like while you walk around that game you're kind of tiptoeing it a bit because like anything could happen at any time uh you know so i'm excited to to hopefully see like a lot more of these realms and places you go like filled up with actual like people and characters and things that aren't trying to kill you all the time uh you know make it more of a of a a filmic production versus like a stage play but you know that that definitely will i think elevate the story can only elevate the story is by putting you in different areas and showing you more of these different communities and people and places within the world because you know the game is regarding the end of the world so it affects everybody in these realms not just our you know cast of like eight characters or whatever they had in the first game yeah and that is uh i guess that's interesting too is to see like if everyone's aware that ragnarok is coming like what is what is the mindset of the average like civilian i'm curious to see like i because correct me if i'm wrong the winter only happens in midgard right i theoretically it doesn't affect the other realms or am i incorrect in in that respect um i believe that you were correct in that because like helheim and niflheim are are, were like cold anyway that's true and muselheim's not gonna be affected so i would assume yeah that makes uh, sense it's just a midgard thing but again we haven't been to um like four of the realms like it might like maybe in the like dwarven one like there is an effect like just based on the environment but I don't know. I, at least in Midgard, like that, I think people are going to be like losing their their shit. Oh, for sure, for sure. If there are any people left, right? If there's seems, any people left, seems like everybody died. Maybe everybody, uh, everybody in uh, in Norway went to a Greece because they they saw that the world was going to end. Yeah, that. Everybody pieced out to go back to the old games. Yeah, and then they realized, oh, Kratos already like fucked all the shit up here. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see like where this story like takes place. Like the world building and stuff like that was easily one of my favorite parts about it. Like hearing Mimir tell you all these different stories about the different, you know, Aesir, Vanir, and like even like spirits and like animals like the world serpent and like skull and hati like the two the two wolves like i'm expecting to see a lot of that um i don't know how spoilery this is or not but in the preview it says that one of the like first boss fights you do is against a giant bear called uh bjorn and correct me if i'm wrong but like bjorn is a like Bjorn is a figure in Norse legend, right? Oh yeah. Bjorn Ironside was a Norse Viking chief and Swedish king. No, this isn't it. This isn't it. I thought Bjorn was like a bear, like a famous bear in <laughs> Norse mythology. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe. I I I think that there is probably some truth rooted in that. Bjorn's transformation into a bear in the birth of Bodvar. Okay, so there is some Viking story. Oh yeah, right here. Vikings, the story behind Bjorn's bear fight. Okay, so I guess it's a whole thing. Anyway, regardless, I'm excited to see magic animals and maybe fight some. Um, I think <laughs> it'll be pretty cool. And again, just comes back to the enemy variety that I'm looking for. One of my favorite parts about the first game was the dragons. Uh, I saw a dragon in my playthrough in a side quest before I had encountered any like story wise. And I was like, 
holy shit, it's just there. And it <laughs> rains lightning down from the heavens. Like, that was wild. I guess we'll see. Because apparently dragons are, like, fairly common. But um, obviously, like, the whole, like, undead rising, like, screwed up a lot of the probably typical aspects of Midgard. So maybe, you know, we will get uh, back to normal. And, um, but I don't know. We All the dragons in the first game, aside from, like, the uh, the main story ones... We're like, oh no, these are actually like dwarves. <laughs> like, well, that was only one. That was only was that one just of the, the one? dragons? Yeah, I one, don't remember the. Uh, I think there's because there's a total of four dragons, right? Like, is it just the the one Baldur's dragon, and then the three you have to like free? Well, and the uh, the mountain one. Oh, I guess that makes five. Which is like then. the one you act, the one you technically fight. Everything else you either free or Baldur's is just like you ride on his back and fall. He's kind of a set piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was sick, though. Yeah, that was a, a real nice. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A sequence of events. Yeah, a set piece. You know. But. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see what comes about with. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at this article now, and uh, one of the other boss fights is crocodile-like dragons. Oh, so, the dr- the Drecky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. That's the giant, like, lizard croc thing that they've shown in the trailer a few yeah. times where he's, like, holding his jaws open and shit like that. Like, that would be sick. Classic Kratos holding the mouth of a monster <laughs> open. Absolutely. <laughs> You taking work off to play this game, homie? No. <laughs> it com- the problem is it comes out like on a Wednesday. Right, which is the first day of the week that I'm off. So it's like I can't even take work off. Uh oh, you'll just have cuz I won't off. have work. Yeah, I'll have work off. I'll have to I'll have to really be a good studious boy and get as much done uh as possible early. So that I can at least give a give it a a proper go. You'll figure it out. So now that we've kind of gone through like our hopes for the game itself, if you will, like where do you think this story is going at the end of the day? That is the real meat and potatoes of what this game is about. The emotional beats, the characters, the plot line, the mystery of what's gonna happen. You know, why is he Loki? What's gonna happen? What's the deal? Where do you think it's all going? Do you think Kratos will turn into the world serpent, which will then <laughs> cause like a future time paradox where like Kratos, Atreus' son is also his dad birthed in a new fashion with his young child giant bride? Where Where is that theory coming from? I have seen that theory before because like the world serpent has like a very similar like the red eye paint to kratos you haven't seen that (laughs) no some reasons i think jormungandr might be kratos are because a time travel is a thing in this universe and b jormungandr has certain similarities to kratos such as their pale skin red markings and facial hair with jormungandr looking like the one kratos used to sport before he went full full dad beard no no, that's uh, no, <laughs> not a good theory at all. No, you don't think he's gonna like be reincarnated into the into the snake? No. Do you think we're gonna see the birth of the snake? Uh, yes. In some, in some, or or the like, the snake will be introduced into the world somehow. Definitely in this game. Um. Just because, uh, yeah, there's a, the, the Loki being or uh, Atreus being Loki is like causes a whole bunch of issues that they have to resolve in terms of the creation of a bunch of major figures in the mythos. Uh, I'm very like interested to see like where it's all gonna go. There's a lot of different theories out here that I've been reading about. One that I very much hope comes true is that, like, eventually we steal the hammer from Thor when we inevitably murder Thor. Because, like, that's 100% going to happen. I think it's more likely that they just, like, destroy the hammer. You think so? I don't... I don't... You having the Leviathan axe and the hammer is, like... uh, they, They both do the same thing. 
<laughs> what if Atreus gets the hammer? I, I yeah, but isn't he not uh, worthy? Wasn't that a whole thing? You have to be worthy of wielding I, the weapon. I, I isn't that just a Marvel thing? <laughs> I'm just testing you. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I know for a fact the the idea of like Thor being able to yeet his hammer and call it back to him like that is completely Marvel invented. Oh like, no, that, that is... that's in that that was in the like trailer. They yes, both... but that concept is a Marvel invented thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Thor wasn't running around calling his hammer back in ancient Norse texts. No, because that would have been they wouldn't have been ready for something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we will acquire other weapons that we can use. I I don't know how much uh, effect that will have because I think the the Leviathan Axe and Blades of Chaos are more than enough to, you know, base skill trees around. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's definitely a lot of people are going to die in this game for sure. Uh, It just depends. Do you think Kratos is going to bite the bullet? Um, Based on that Initially, I thought so. But now that I think about it, I don't see why they would do that. Um, because if you think about major like gaming figures, you know that span multiple games, like none of them die. It's just they're too they're too much of a of a money maker to just throw away. So they, they killed Joel in the first like no, thirty minutes. Of yeah, that but game, that though. that's one game. He was in one game and plus thirty minutes. Like it, Kratos has been in like five games. You know, he like was, ma- yeah. I mean, that's fair. Like spanning across like a decade, so the dude I think... can only get so much older, though. You know what I'm saying? Like his knees are already hurting him. <laughs> like in God of War 2018, like you can tell he's lost a little pep in his step from being the young-blooded uh, ghost of Sparta. Well, that's the thing. If they if they are gonna kill him, that would hopefully mean that atreus has developed so much to the point where it's like okay he's the new protagonist and like people actually can get behind that yeah if they wanted to do another game but that like unless they spend a ton of time doing that with atreus then i think they're just gonna keep him around but for sure do you think atreus um, i think it's way more likely that atreus dies in this story like way more likely. That would be uh, incredibly sad. Like wor- worse than Kratos dying, because that would be like the whole point of the first two games is like Atreus, <laughs> like his son. He's yeah. gonna sacrifice himself to to save the nine realms. It's bound to happen. No, I Kratos would never. Kratos then, would would physically harm. Atreus before he would allow him to sacrifice himself. And then in 2032, it's going to be uh, Kratos and Tyr go to Egypt and do... And and Kratos adopts a daughter and then turns out yeah. she has special powers and we run the same thing again. In, yeah, and that's the next leg of the franchise. I'm excited to see that. I think there's going to definitely be some sort of like like teasing hinting with tear going to the different like faiths that little like uh, that little kind of easter eggy point when you're going through tears temple and you find that uh, mural board with all the different signs of the faith it was like celtic egyptian i think like mm-hmm. japanese was in there the omega from the greek gods were in there and he's like i know that one uh but i I think there's going to be some nonsense with that when you inevitably free tear from his prison. That was well. That's why initially people were like, "Oh, this is going to be like a trilogy because they're going to like go somewhere else." In one, of the I think games. that'll just be the next leg of yeah. the games. If I had to be honest, I think I think if any character, I, the character that's most likely to die, aside from like the people you're going to kill uh, through the course of the story. I think is Freya and I think Freya is going to like jump in front of one of our protagonists and like prevent them from like getting hurt by something. But that's, we're talking like more end game. That's my prediction. I don't know. I don't think she cares about uh, Kratos enough to do it. would have, she would have to be doing it to save Atreus if anything. 
I think um, yeah, I think like oh, like because I think she still hates like Odin more than Kratos. So if like Odin was going to harm Atreus, I could see her like stepping in. I'm excited to see Odin too. It's a shame they didn't pull in Sir Anthony Hopkins to reprise the role because that would have <laughs> been awesome. I mean, yeah, but then they would have had to pulled in, uh, you know. Like they don't have to pull Mar- in anyone else. They just need to pull. That, in that would be a little weird. You're gonna bring in the guy who plays Odin, but not the guy who plays Thor. Yeah. Yeah. They literally, they literally took um, Thor's like endgame design, and we're like, oh yeah, potbelly Thor. That's what we're gonna go with. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Thor's like. He, I feel like Thor's gonna be like, I don't, I don't know. Every they've just described him as this like homicidal psychopath throughout the last game. So I'm very interested to see what like a genocidal main fat maniac with a hammer looks like. Like a, ma- I, a magic hammer, mind you. Yes, yes. And lightning Arguably powers. the strongest of the hammer. Yeah. He is the strongest Avenger, so it makes sense. Yeah, I think we're going to have our hands full with him. Yeah, I, I also the point in which they like introduce those major like antagonist characters, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be something. Like, I don't know if, the, if it's going to start very similarly to the like end of the first game where you go to sleep and have that dream and Thor is just like at your doorstep. I think that'll honestly probably be like how the game opens. I, if, if you, if, if I had to guess, I think the game is going to open like pretty immediately from where the last one left off. And then you'll see some kind of like time jump to now you've got teenage Atreus. So yeah, it's puberty, puberty boy. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look, so so my question for you, right? How long do you think this game is going to take to beat? Like the the first game, the main story is around like 20, 21 hours via howlongtobeat.com. But I don't know. Like, like you said, this is going to be a meaty game. They debated for a long time about whether or not to split it up between two games or just keep it as one. So... They have a lot they got to cram in here. So, like, how much content do you think we're talking? Do you think they double it? Do you think this is, like, a 100-hour completionist game? 21 hours is not factoring in any side quests, right? No, that's just the ma- the, the completionist. Uh, it, says, it says, like, all... So, main story, 21. Main plus the side quest is, like, 32. Com- to 100% it, it's 50, but it says, like, give or take, if you, like, a good meaty playthrough of this game will take you about, like, 30 hours. Is that is that just on the default difficulty? Yeah, this is just howlongtobeat.com. This okay. is what we're going off of. My playtime on that game is, uh, I think, is, like, approaching 100 hours. Your playtime on that game is gonna look different if you like New Game Plus it. You've also yeah, but I only I I did like maybe ten hours max into like the New Game Plus playthrough that I dropped from consideration. All right, that's fair. like I was I was easily at like seventy five hours like base game. Now oh, like wow. part of that is I I think the Muselheim Niflheim stuff can definitely yeah. skew that. Like I don't know how they what they consider as like completing those areas. Like is it just climbing the mountain one time? This is probably just like basic difficulty, you know. That too could could add some. It does um, get hard though. Like that like very first Draugr you fight with the axe like takes like seven tries like right out the gate. Yeah, no, I I mean I've I've said this a million times. The be, like on God of War difficulty, the hardest part of the game is like the opening 2 hours just because you have nothing unlocked. And that's why I was like I was just doing axe throw recall on repeat that's for fair. for 2 hours cuz I that's couldn't fair. I couldn't kill I couldn't let anything get close to me. But I, yeah, I would have said like I would have said this would have been close to 100 just because like I knew it took me um like close to that, but if they're saying it technically should be like 30 to complete, then I don't know. Maybe it is like a 50 hour endeavor. Like I think the si- there's going to be way more side content. Yeah. So, and then you factor that in with, uh, there's probably going to be more story beats cause there's more to cover. I could see the time like doubling, 
you know. I'd be kind of happy. Or close to. Like, if they're really considering two separate games, I think the story's got to be lengthy enough to, like, justify that. So I think almost double would be fair. I certainly hope it's a bigger game because I've now paid $70 for this game. Where <laughs> You want your extra $10 worth of gaming? Yeah. If that isn't double the amount of time it takes to play it, double the content, then I feel ripped off, if I'm being honest. Well, uh, I don't think that math checks out. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> well, it's just so different because, like, the the <laughs> I, I had to buy this one where I didn't have to buy the first one because not only did did you later on get it with like PS Plus and whatnot, but um, the way I initially bought this game is I purchased, I pre-ordered. Uh, the better game that came out in 2018 <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man from Best Buy. And uh, that game showed up in my mailbox. It was great. And then like three, four days later, a second copy of the game showed up for no reason whatsoever. So I went to uh, reddit.com r slash game swap and uh, traded my unopened copy of Spider-Man for an unopened copy of God of War, because I was like, ah, I'll play this at some point. Why not? Everybody says it's pretty good. Q2, not playing it until like... For many year, years. Three, four years later, yeah. <laughs> well, worth the, well worth the play, though. And now it's on PC. It's everywhere for you folks. This game will come to PC eventually, too, which is pretty cool. PlayStation's being a lot more thorough about that, so it makes me happy to see that, you know, games are just becoming more accessible across the board to people. You know what I'm saying? Including God of War. It, you know, I love the PS5, don't get me wrong. But uh, the ability for people to play this wherever they want is uh, just a good thing in my book. Where Wherever they want? Yeah, wherever they want. Maybe it'll be on your phone someday. <laughs> you have major, major AAA game release that's just like mobile. They've like put like triple a games of the past onto mobile at this point the weirdest one of those for me was uh final fantasy 15 they literally basically remade the entire game in cute little chibi style uh for mobile and put it on phones but it is like like pretty much the same game like combat crafting exploration all the shit like it's all in there it's just now they're teeny little cute cutesy characters instead of realistic looking japanese ones i don't know uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but maybe god of war will be there someday too maybe we'll get chibi kratos <laughs> <laughs> anything is possible like i suppose <laughs> oh man but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm excited to see where this game goes. It's coming very soon, about two and a half weeks from the day we're recording this, uh, November 9th, 2022. And um, yeah, man, got any final thoughts on it? Final thoughts? Um, I, I is think- Is this one gonna uh, make you cry? Is it gonna make me cry? I would think so. First, are you a, are you did. a crier during it did? Yeah, I don't know. If I told I cried you, at the we first we one. didn't we discuss that during one of the episodes like games that like like elicited emotional reactions from us. I think so. I think so. I forget which point elicited the ending. It. Oh yeah, the ending's definitely when you're sad. like at the mountaintop and you're like spreading the ashes. I was just that like, was a beautiful oh. moment. It was like oh, so much so so much has been done to get to this point. And he's like, oh, I'm finally free. I have nothing left to hide. And then yeah. the boys just like, come on, and, dad. And you're like making physical contact with your son. It's just yeah. like, oh, barriers breaking thing. down. And then you find out your son isn't who you actually thought he was the whole time, and it's just like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. he 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 just had a different name. Yeah, I know, I know. He's still boy. It's, it's gonna be wild, though. I'm very excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I think uh, if this game is any shot of overtaking Elden Ring as game of the year, I think it's just gonna be the story is driving that home i i think the story and the recency bias but i don't know 
pe- people like you are still playing Elden Ring. So, but pe- many people are pl- still playing Elden, and like a DLC is going to drop in the next month and a half because they because of recency bias. Maybe yeah. like, hey, remember us? Boom! Right before the game awards, DLC. Get back yeah. in there. I mean, we'll see. We'll see for sure. It'll definitely it'll definitely be nominated. I think it'll probably pull a big sweep, but. You know, for my own favor, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be voting for this this title, God of War Ragnarok, you, right you, here. We haven't even played it yet. How can you give it your vote? Because it's not gonna be a bad game, dude. What this. if they pull The Last of Us and kill Kratos in the first half hour? That doesn't make it a bad game. Lucas. That would make that would make this a terrible game. No, that would be insane. That would be like literally insane. And then you just play the rest of the game like not knowing what's gonna happen. You know, like how does the end of the Norse world affect a Greek god? You know, he's he's like the wild card. He's the wild factor. He's not part of all of this. He's the outsider. Well, I mean, he gave birth to Loki. I feel like he's probably pretty cemented at this point. Yeah, I just want to learn more about his wife and how his wife probably manipulated him into uh, becoming part of this prophecy and one day turning into a giant time traveling snake. Why you do you think she uh she sexually bewitched him? No, I mean, I don't know. I know there's like there's like a comic out there from Dark Horse that kind of details the in between between him jump like leaving basically like destroying all of Oh, is that in the like the book you had me get that's not i still like, i still have yet to read that and i think now i probably should like get that done before the game comes out yeah i'm probably gonna finish reading the book because it's like a, a pretty telltale start to finish like this is what happens of it but they do like have a comic series aside from that that is basically kratos like leaving greece and going to midgard and a bear is attacking him in that too. <laughs> I think Kratos just hates wildlife. It's really what lots it comes of down to. bears, in fact, lots of them. And I think he meets Faye in that and and whatnot. Mm. Oh, there are a lot of bears on the covers of these comics. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe that's Kratos is a spirit animal. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it turns out. I'm excited though. Oh, but, uh, before we leave off, uh, speaking of that. Atreus is definitely gonna like have turn into animal powers in this game. Oh, for point. sure. That for sure. That's oh yeah. I forgot that. I super hype, but we'll wait and see. I feel like that's probably gonna be a decent ways into the game. I figured that Freya would pretty much like teach him that because we can already know she does that. But I don't know. I'm excited to see where Freya winds up in all of this. I think if anything, she'll. Uh, I don't know, man. She she was pretty pissed. That was a big <laughs> yeah. monologue about how she was gonna like murder them all in the worst ways imaginable. Mm-hmm. And then like showcase their corpse. I'm glad we won't have to go through a period of Atreus being a little uh, asshole. I I think we're 100 percent gonna have that again. You think so? Yeah, they're not like all like patched up like perfect. Like he still doesn't know like a lot of Kratos' past. They're gonna they're gonna have like more con- like father son conflict in this one. That would be interesting. I but want then to it see w- them w- it won't be like a whiny time. kid. It'll be like a a pubescent teen. So maybe it'll be a little more bearable. Some would argue that's way less. Bearable. It it could be. It could definitely be less bearable. But uh, the the it, the the first game version was definitely uh, like bad. It was like yeah yeah. Oh my he, god! He, Just he slap this so slap this kid around please (laughs) oh man well with that you've heard our hopes you've heard our hype you've heard our 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 own little preview of what we're excited to see about god of war ragnarok coming in just a few weeks and uh you best believe that once we've played through this game we gonna be talking about it uh it might be a little bit because you know we're both busy people and we don't do this professionally so as much as I would love to get paid to play through this game, I get paid to do other things, and I have to do that. 
when I have time, as Lucas also will be doing. Yeah, and uh, presumably this game will be a lot longer than the first game, so that's even more time it'll take for us to uh, fully you know, give it its just-do playthrough. We'll get there, though. We will get there. Hopefully before the Game Awards, but we'll see. That That's that's only about a month or so to get through it. We'll see. <laughs> but in the meantime, folks, you know, keep it locked. Keep tuning in. Uh, I know this was not a guest episode, but uh, we look to have more of those going forward. But uh, keep it locked. Our Instagram's kind of spa- sparse right now, but we're going to get better at that. I promise. How's uh, how's the Twitter looking? We ha- we have one, right? We do. We okay. need to tweet things. Until next time, I'm Tom. That's Lucas. I'm gonna shoot under thirty today. Oh, words. <laughs> okay. Good. Best of luck. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>